There's no question that TikTok changed the concert experience for recently viral artists, which include Omar Apollo and Steve Lacey. But the real question is, how did this happen? And will it get worse? And will TikTok triumph and soon control music discoverability? Because I know um, many people in the music industry is afraid of that. And also, how will the concert experience evolve from here? Hi, guys. I'm Matthew. Welcome to this episode of Perspective. I did want to say, before it it leaves my mind, that I've changed my upload schedule from Sunday to Wednesday. Spontaneously, so that's what we're doing now, I guess. And happy Thanksgiving to those who celebrate it. It's early, I know, but... Well, it's tomorrow, I'm pretty sure. If I upload it, said date, Thanksgiving is tomorrow. So, happy Thanksgiving to those who celebrate it. There is an article linked in the description about the real history of Thanksgiving. And even though I pretty much knew how it went down before reading this article, this article was just super helpful either way. And it was really it was really insightful, and I enjoyed reading it. Um, about how European settlers affected the Wampanoag tribe. I looked at many different sources but the best one i found was by delish y'all y'all might be like oh that's not credible source whatever it okay so check check that out if you're down for that kind of thing now without any further wait let's just let's talk about how tiktok changed the concert experience for artists like steve lacy and omar apollo to give a little background information and kind of zone in on what i want to focus on Steve Lacey and Omar Apollo are both very recently viral artists on social media, especially on TikTok. And 15 seconds of Steve Lacey's Bad Habit, his viral hit, which just got nominated for a Grammy, um, went viral on TikTok. I'll, I'll play the 15 seconds right right now. Allegedly, if I figure it out. I'll just, I'll, I'll play it. So regarding Steve Lacey, there's this video circulating the internet of Steve Lacey on tour where his fans, quote-unquote fans, um, can only sing the viral 15 seconds of his hit song, Bad Habit, and pretty much nothing else to the song. I don't know about the rest of the concert, but for that song specifically, the whole pit j was just able to sing the viral 15 seconds that I just played for you, allegedly. And yeah, here's the clip. I'll play the audio, but you can kind of figure it out. The way nobody sang the next verse embarrassing as Yeah, um, to be fair, I guess, a fan is a fan, but what really, really gets me is that in this vi this video, you couldn't tell, obviously, this video was taken in the pit, almost like at the barricade too, near the front, which is so obnoxious to me, because... There's diehard Steve Lacey fans that could not get pit tickets due to fans like this being early and in line and they don't even know the lyrics, you know what I mean? But like I said, a fan is a fan, whatever you believe. I've seen um, other videos with concert goers leaving the venue after Bad Habit, which is... I understand knowing just the 15 seconds, but leaving the venue, like going to that, like that far of a degree is rude both to the artist and the concert goers especially if you're in the pit and you have to squeeze past other people to leave it's just it's just it's so valid that he's angry at that but with omar apollo as my other main example i've seen videos of entire sections of people sitting down the entire show 
until his viral song evergreen starts even then they only know the viral 15 second clip that made him rename the song from evergreen to evergreen in parentheses didn't deserve me at all which is one of the main th lyrics that went viral and it was a great move for him because now a lot of people were able to discover it but also it's like anyway here's the viral 15 seconds which i bet even if you don't listen to him you can sing along to you know you really made me hate myself Had to stop before I break myself Should've broke it off to date myself You didn't deserve me At all At The question arose for me while I was coming up with this topic is Why these artists have so many concert attendees that don't even care to know the rest of their music And why they go viral on TikTok I was kind of just brainstorming, kind of just coming up with reasons why and i came up with three different reasons that i think are very accurate the first reason as to why the concert experience changed because of tiktok is due to the conversation of music right now being around its aesthetic and its nicheness rather than the music and the art itself before they went viral recently steve lacy and omar apollo they were just listened to by niche aesthetic cool people that brought it to the mainstream or gatekept it like you know either or Okay, actually, I want to talk about gatekeeping music. Like, for real, for real, gatekeeping music, and not just like saying they do it ironically, like guess like Grobuski. That I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people literally not sharing their music with other people or the rest of the world or whatever. To me, that's kind of selfish to a degree because music is one of the freest and most accessible forms of art. And if there's a really good artist, that the idea of you quote-unquote not wanting the song or the artist to get ruined by tiktok that's like if an artist is really good share it you know what i mean you're not helping the artist by keeping it to yourself give them the recognition you think they deserve because they're so popular you know what i mean i don't know that's just what i think you can gatekeep music all you want i wouldn't know because you're gatekeeping it you know anyway before they went viral recently steve lacy omar apollo were just listened to by niche people you know cool people that brought it to the mainstream eventually naturally because this is cool and niche society wants to be part of it because it's different so therefore various tiktok creators helped these artists go viral while also helping their brand because it was niche and made them seem cool but anyway at this point because the music went viral via tiktok it didn't matter if you liked the music or not tiktok users are consuming music differently and it's focused on the aesthetic rather than the art itself and the pure enjoyment of music. And you're hearing the song over and over and over again. So eventually you're going to get used to it if you didn't like it originally or if you loved it originally. The conversation around what's cool, what's associated with the music. Of course, you're going to want to be associated with something that's cool and niche. I can think of two examples that kind of explain what I'm talking about, I guess. The first one, country music. Country music, many teenagers, many quote-unquote niche, cool, and different teenagers, they don't listen to country music, and they don't like country music because of what's associated with it. The, um, like, the country mindset, the whole, I don't know, like, you know what I mean? I don't know how to say it without sounding hateful, but that whole thing, like, no, nobody really wants to be associated with that. Also, um... What I can't explain a lot more is back in 2020, so many teenagers 
started listening to Tame Impala, like, his viral hits, what, like, Borderline? Because it was, like, associated with the ever-so-present indie aesthetic. It didn't matter if you liked Tame Impala or not. It didn't matter if you liked Borderline or not. You would still use it as an audio to your TikTok, you know what I mean? Like, it's more around what it's associated with and not the music itself. It didn't matter if you like it or not. Anyway, they were posting tiktoks to these viral 15 seconds of bad habit in evergreen which was further spreading the niche song niche aesthetic to different audiences depending on who you know who made the video to that sound soon it became mainstream and then fans were put to the test with their ongoing tours that leads me into my next reason about how the timing of their viral songs coupled with the timing of their tour announcements coupled with the timing of their actual tour in their venues affected the concert experience because of TikTok to these artists. I don't know. I hope, I don't know if I'm making sense because my mind moves so much faster than my mouth. So it's like, I could skip over the most important thing ever in this episode. You know, let's just, I'm just going to trust the process. Let's just, let's just move into the next segment. I just thought of something because I'm posting this the day before Thanksgiving. I was thinking, what if like there's there could be people like listening to my podcast while cooking for thanksgiving you know what i mean like people like do their chores people like clean their room to my podcast and that's like so crazy to me like i i I don't know like that's just so heartwarming to me anyway back like back let's talk about what i'm actually here to talk about the timing of their viral songs with the tour announcements, with the tour, with the venues, how that affected the concert experience. The timing of Omar Apollo's and Steve Lacey's viral songs and tour, like, it was lined up so perfectly, it it was kind of scary. Like, my heart was beating while scripting because this story starts when we neared the end of the COVID lockdown, so around, like, the first quarter of 2021, for the U.S. at least. I don't really know how it was in um, Australia or France. I have French listeners. That is so crazy to me. I have Australian... I have Australian listeners. That is... Okay. Anyway. Concert venues in the first quarter of 2021 were, like, reopening. And we were allowed to go to social events. Artists started going on tour again. And now concerts have become a regular thing and not, like, a big outing, like... I don't know if you saw this too, but in the early stages of concert season, there was like there weren't that many attendees because people were still like afraid to leave the house, not because of COVID, just because of the social aspect, like kind of jumping into that social thing with so many people around you and so much noise. It was I can see why people were scared of that. But now that I've, now that concerts have become a regular thing and we're kind of eased back into the normal routine of life they were viral at the perfect time because we're in the thick of concerts and in concert season itself moreover omar apollo and steve lacy announced their tour in early august okay stay with me this is important omar apollo and steve lacy announced their tour in, in early august okay remember that the give you the world tour the steve lacy tour began october 2nd bad habit went viral in late august so, for Steve Lacey, he announced the tour in early August. Bad Habit went viral in late August. And then his tour started October 2nd. 
but he annu- he announced the tour before it went viral, right? The prototype tour, which is Omar Apollo's tour, began on October twenty first, and his song Evergreen went viral in September, according to Wikipedia, right? Okay. So regarding Omar, his he announced his tour in early August. Um, where where where, where am I? His song Evergreen went viral in September. The prototype tour began October 21st. So for both of these artists, which was really cool to me how both of the, like the same thing happened to both of them. It was announcing tour, went viral, and then um, the tour started after that. You know what I mean? Listen to this, okay? I'm, I'm about to combine everything that we just talked about and blow your mind. Fans, first, fans had such a short time frame to get tickets. Because, like, since they went viral, they had such a short fr- time frame to get tickets before they sold out because it went viral, right? Both artists booked small venues because they announced their tour before their songs went viral. So they kind of predicted it was kind of going to be small and intimate shows. Right? That was the second reason. Third, there were limited seats available in each venue. There And being a part of this niche was so in, like, high in demand. There were, like, people were in wait lists. Or not wait lists because, what, like, no. They weren't pre-sale. Being part of this niche was very high in demand. Fourth reason. Fifth reason. And people just found out who this artist was and ha- didn't really have that much time to listen to. It was like they went viral. They kind of just had to buy tickets before even thinking. You know what I mean? Did that blow your mind? Um, That's pretty much like two-thirds of this whole argument. That was my first two reasons. But... Now that there's there's still questions to address after all of this, even though like fans were pressured to get tickets, there wasn't a lot of time. The venues were small. There weren't enough. There weren't that many seats. Tickets were cheap. Some places expensive others, but whatever. After all of this, why would somebody who didn't know the artist go to their concert at all? Like. Or someone who didn't even like like the genre of music they played in, like they just went just to go why like after all of this after making a logical decision they decided to spend a hundred two hundred three hundred dollars to see this artist if they don't even like them that is kind of what gave me like a block in trying to figure out this whole thing but i found a solution this is absolutely not the time to say this but i just want to say that when people have aha moments to my podcast like when they're like oh wait like that like that's that that's what happened like that's that's true that gives me love, joy, pure, ha- pu- purity, and happiness. You know what I mean? Um, I think it was my friend's cousin, but my friend told me what my friend's c- cousin said. She was like, Matthew was so spot on with the representation of the modeling advertising industry. Like, that fills the void in my soul. Okay. Anyway, after all of this, why would somebody that didn't know the artist go to the concert at all? So... Since this all went viral on social media, especially TikTok, many people were going to the experience not to experience it, but for the product that it got them. The product being photos, videos, Instagram posts about their concert, um, whatever. They're resharing the product, the product being the Instagram posts, the photos, the videos, to quote-unquote hop on the trend. You know what I mean? I've talked about this before on my episode about the photo dump. I think that's like episode four, so you're going to have to scroll a long way down to get to that. You should listen to that if this interests you because, yeah, I kind of just zone in on that. But like I said earlier in this episode, this conversation of music was around its nicheness and its aesthetic. And therefore, 
you have pit attendees at Barricade going to Steve Lacey concerts to take photos and videos to share with the rest of the internet, and they don't even have to be content creators. It's just a way people kind of justify themselves and say, like, I'm niche, I'm cool, I'm different. Okay. Um, <laughs> this changed the um, concert experience for artists like Steve Lacey and Omar Apollo because venues were overrun with people like these, and they were small venues. So it's like, imagine the venue is full of people who don't know the lyrics and it's a small venue you're automatically going to tell that these are tiktok fans then yeah so now that basically just explains why the venue was so dead silent in the clip i played before it was like because i was watching it i was thinking like there's got to be someone in the crowd that knows the lyrics okay it's to me okay this is kind of off topic but it's kind of the same reason why we pull out our phones and ask to take pictures with celebrities as soon as we see someone famous you want a record of it to share with everyone so everyone thinks you're niche and cool and mysterious instead of putting your phone down and talking to them for the experience that it got you are you following me am i making sense okay like it's just like i know i would probably do the same thing but it's just such a weird thing when you think about it like if they weren't celebrities why would you pull out your phone and take a picture with them as soon as you saw them because product over experience anyway 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 in conclusion for this for the three reasons the three main reasons why tiktok changed the concert experience because that was a lot of information steve lacy and omar apollo were seen as cool because of its nicheness before it hit the mainstream but people caught wind of it while it was hitting the mainstream and they wanted in. So many people wanted in um, that when it did hit the mainstream and there were already tour tickets out, it sold out so fast since the aesthetic was high in demand. Um, people wanted the product over the experience. It sold out, you know, in seconds, in days. So, of course, they hardly knew the lyrics and were only invested during their viral hits. TikTok changed the concert experience because these artists were discovered by so many people through tiktok with the same 15 seconds of their song in every single video on the app so venues were overrun with tiktok listeners of steven omar not fans boom <laughs> boom now um let's compare these artists to previously viral artists during the lockdown specifically because lockdown viral artists and post lockdown viral artists have two very very different situations although they kind of experienced the same thing it's a completely different situation um i was trying to include doja cat in this kind of like saying because she did go really 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 viral and she did have a lot of tiktok fans but it was so different because of how the lockdown you know there was no concerts during the lockdown so you know let's just talk about it and it'll make sense so this idea supports my second reason about, you know, the timing of their route hits and the timing of their concerts. Let's first begin with Doja Cat. She was one of the first viral sensations on TikTok when lockdown began and was really the blueprint to all TikTok sounds in 2020. Like she was on the like on the front lines of TikTok sounds for probably the entire year. So it's kind of a given that I start with her, right? Haley Sharp, a TikToker, she went viral, along with Doja Cat making one of the most iconic dances on the app, the Say So Dance, using the song Say So by Doja Cat. Say 
And just like that, since everyone's online, Doja hits the mainstream faster than you can blink. She was relatively popular before, of course, but she had not yet reached the TikTok audience, you know? What differs her from, like, Steve Lacey, for example, is that she couldn't immediately go on tour for her new viral hits. Many people just listened to the rest of her music because that's all they could do to support this viral artist, you know what I mean? Because lockdown, therefore... She couldn't have a chain of concert experience by TikTok. There was a lot of time for her to build up a true following rather than just say-so listeners. And since all of her songs went viral from then on, nobody could escape it, especially on TikTok, the same sound circulating the, um, the app over and over and over again. So when she did hit the mainstream, she hit the mainstream hard. Like, she got everybody, you know what I mean? And with the live awards performances she did in 2020 and 2021, people were also able to get a glimpse of how good of her performance she was. Because Doja Cat, it does not matter if... Hold on, I'm moving in the mic. Ooh, sorry. It does not matter if you like her as an artist. She is, like, an outstanding performer. Like, she's up there with Lizzo. She's up there with Lil Nas X. They are amazing. They were all super amazing performers. And with all that combined... When the lockdown eased, she had packed stadiums full of her true fans on her tour. And, you know, she went viral for Moo, you know. But that was kind of like jokingly she went viral for Moo. But for Hot Pink, for Planet Her, she went like extremely viral. Seriously, extremely viral. <laughs> um, I don't know how else to say. And then after she had packed stadiums for her tour... She then took main stage at Coachella, being an almost headliner, like she was the second to headliner, in the span of two years. And she just, she she was just chilling at home, recording for her next album. Like, that was, thinking about it is so crazy to me. Because the lockdown might have been the best thing that could have ever happened to her. Like, career performance-wise, I guess. So, that's crazy. That's so incredibly unbelievably crazy okay next example <laughs> seriously um let's talk about pink panthers that was pink panthers's viral hit pain and she had become a viral sensation on TikTok with just a snippet of her song, and then the full song released January 2021. I think that was, like, her first thing on her YouTube channel, too. Like, she had a really... She just had, like, a, like a vertical video of Pink Panther. She has, like, the music video, the official visualizer or something on her YouTube channel. And it was a little bit choppy, but she went viral before it. Um... Her debut EP, To Hell With It, released on October 2021. So, what, like, 10, 9, 10 months after the full song of Pain? And then her first shows in London were in late October. But here's the thing that mind boggles me. All of them, all of her tours, like, all of her first shows in London after her EP released, all of them were completely packed. Like, she then toured in the US and then Europe in the following year. Um, 
and all the little venues she had she only had a handful of shows but all the venues she booked they were filled to the maximum capacity of fans all screaming her lyrics literally go search up any video of it on youtube from any venue and tell me i'm wrong it's kind of the same deal as doja cat she had a lot of time since her release of pain to build up a following awaiting her debut ep and when it did drop it went viral especially among fans that weren't just tiktok listeners i think here's the thing though i think she didn't hit the mainstream as hard as doji had did because she was almost a little bit too ahead of tiktok a little too niche you know what i mean because now just now like recently every song on to hell with it has been sped up and used by everyone on this short form video app anyway that's pretty much it for this segment so pretty cool i think finally let's just look shortly at the differences between artists that sound like they're making music for tiktok and artists that just happen to go viral like steve lacy and omar apollo and um doja cat and pink panthers like we said before because i know that you know that we know that there's people who market their music to specifically fit like the tiktok requirements quote unquote of like how to make a viral song like um all the people like danny gonzalez drew good and like when they made viral songs they followed certain rules that you know make music viral so at this point in you know 2021 2022 listeners and tiktok users have been so accustomed to hearing songs people make meant to go viral they they can just tell the difference in the music you know what i mean because songs like evergreen and bad habit have so much meaning to it there's just noticeably more to the artist than just the viral 15 seconds to any listener that's kind of just the experience that i had with jace cameron i could say like hearing just a little snippet of it was enough to tell me that there's so much more to the artist than just 15 seconds it differentiated diff different how did i don't even want to mess up that word so it made him different from other artists discovered through short form video apps to me because i could tell like it when he was marketing through short form video apps it wasn't like he was trying to make it go viral it was just like he was just sharing it anyway anyway looking to the future my my prediction um this is also a completely different topic but um i don't think that this is going to affect other breakout artists like the whole idea that tiktok um overruns small venues like this i don't think that's gonna happen soon sorry i moved the mic and i don't think that tiktok will be the holy grail to music discoverability anymore which is kind of an l to literally every company every brand because they're like just now starting to get a hang of this whole tiktok thing but this was coined by at coco moco c-o-c-o-m-o-c-o-e if you if you care which by the way is my favorite person on the app right now or not on the app on the internet <laughs> my favorite person on the internet but a lot of people on tiktok especially are just getting sick of scrolling like tiktok fatigue like any short form video format really just the act of scrolling endlessly is it's just getting out of hand like even tiktok they're like hey take breaks 
And even Emma Chamberlain said it on a GQ interview recently that deleting TikTok has helped her so much that just by saying that, she's potentially influencing thousands of people and she doesn't even have the app, which is crazy because Emma Chamberlain's influence is imminent. It's a presence. So because of this, I think not by Emma Chamberlain, but because of the whole TikTok fatigue thing, I think a lot of people will stop watching short videos and they'll stop scrolling. We're just going to look for longer forms of media like YouTube and podcasts as healthy forms of entertainment. It makes sense, too, because culture swings like a pendulum. We went from YouTube in like 2018, 2019, 2017. That was peak YouTube era, by the way. Um, And then we moved to TikTok and short form video apps. And then now I'm predicting we move back to YouTube. And Kokomoko also said that culture swings like a pendulum. Pendulum. Um so copyright to her i guess i don't take credit for that statement (laughs) me personally i firmly believe that people are really really going to start deserting tiktok by summer of 2023 or summer of 2024 just i just know it's going to be in the summer because hot girl summer that term it's never ever ever going to go away when the summer comes by people are always going to try to take steps to better themselves especially because lifestyle influencers are all like guys get off the app you know go for a walk drink matcha whatever it just seems perfect to switch to longer forms of youtube videos and podcasts with tiktok fatigue just getting worse and worse and worse also i think um creators like your mom ashley um nicole leno and my fam are gonna dominate the lifestyle and vlogging niches in the u.s that summer summer 2023 will be the summer of your mom ashley nicole leto and my fam i'm calling that right now like the status of like emma chamberlain invited to the met gala going to every fancy event on trending every video they post that status i'm calling it right now credit me when that happens and then it doesn't happen watch this not happen and i'm just okay okay if not summer 2023 summer 2024 and just like that we're done hopefully that made sense i'm not sure my mind like i said is moving light years faster than my mouth on this topic so a lot of stuff can just skip over my head but little pop quiz because we drifted away from that topic a little bit how did tiktok change the content experience for artists like steve lacy and omar apollo Oh, wait. Um, no, that's wrong. Silence is not the answer. Thank you so much for giving no effort and trying. But TikTok changed the concert experience <laughs> because these artists were discovered by so many people through TikTok with the same 15 seconds of their song in every single video. So venues were overrun with TikTok listeners of Steve and Omar, especially not fans. TikTok users and teenagers in general are just trying to be cool and niche. The timing of the viral songs and the tour, those those events just lined up so perfectly. And so many people chose the product over the experience, which made TikTok listeners like more inclined to buy tickets to get to just get the product over the experience to try to be cool and niche for a hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars. And then you also have viral artists like Doja Cat and Pink Panthers who had time to build a following 
during the pandemic and then they came out as pretty successful um artists so that is actually it i had a lot of fun making this and i hope you enjoyed it like i could literally talk 30 miles a minute 300 miles a minute 3,000 miles a minute on this topic but that's it there we go um yeah happy thanksgiving to those who celebrate it i have the link in my description to link in the description guys um to a news article about thanksgiving the real history of thanksgiving i was gonna make an entire episode about it but i'm not gonna edit that right now so that's the best i can give you but i did handpick it for you yeah so you're getting the best source as you know as far as sources go anyway that's actually gonna be it and i don't want to say goodbye but this episode is long enough this episode i haven't checked yet i haven't seen like all the times together after i edit everything or whatever but this might be one of my longest episodes anyway have fun on thanksgiving <laughs> have fun on thanksgiving break if you go to school um it literally blows my mind that people from france are listening to this um i hope you had your aha moment and yeah i'm gonna stop stretching this out we're done here bye 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 can you be quiet Whoa.